your focus. You and I are going to have to start going on the word of the Lord, not on the things that are in front of us. That you and I are going to have to fall in love with what he said more than the fear of what we see that is in front of us. The question is today, ladies and gentlemen, which carries more weight? What you see in front of you or what he said over your life? I must have a nevertheless in my focus. Am I wanting to be marked by God or marketed by man? My test is not greater than my testimony. This mess is not greater than my message. He's not finished writing the word over my life yet. I must choose nevertheless. Anybody? Anybody? Check one. There you go. Anybody got a nevertheless in their spirit this morning? Come on, anybody got a nevertheless? In spite of that which we've been through, in spite of that which we've gone through, anybody know that he's working it all together for our good? Anybody got a nevertheless? No. Listen, anybody's convinced that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not walk, that he maketh you to lie down in green pastures and he leads you beside the still waters, that he restoreth even your soul, that he will lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear any evil, for he is with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Anybody got a surely goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I came to tell somebody goodness and mercy is about to catch up to you. Goodness and you're going to be able to look back and say, oh, that's the reason I went through what I went through. Anybody grateful that the Lord is your shepherd? Come on, give him a praise today. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're thankful, Lord. We're thankful, Lord. We're thankful, Lord, that we are not alone. We are not alone. We are not alone. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name. Anybody grateful for the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you? Come on, I was here about 6.30 this morning just walking around, and the Lord just prompted me. He said, he said, pray this way. Fill every seat and fill every person in that seat. And listen, I just want you to know this morning, your seat is full today, and I pray before you leave this place that you're full of whatever it is that God wants to put on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm preaching this morning in our series called Nevertheless. I'm preaching to you out of 2 Samuel chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5, just three verses this morning, and then we're going to break it down, and I believe the Lord is going to break us down. Amen. And then I, I believe he's going to break our strongholds down. Amen. Okay. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 6, 7, and 8. Here's the word of the Lord. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, speaking of David, the inhabitants of the land who spoke to David, saying, You shall not come in here, but the blind and the lame will repel you. Watch this. Thinking David cannot come in here. Verse number seven. Here it is. Nevertheless, in spite of your opinion, in spite of what it is that you think I can and cannot do. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, and that is today called the city of David. And now David said on that day, whoever climbs up by the way of the gutter and defeats the Jebusites, the lame and the blind, who are hated by David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Therefore, they say the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. I'm preaching to you this morning, focus in on verse number seven, that nevertheless David took the stronghold. I, I want to preach to you this morning in this series. You ready? The stronghold won't stop me. The, the stronghold 
won't stop me. And, and I just want you to know today by way of introduction that, that whatever it is that the Lord is blockading you with, what, whatever it is that the Lord has put in front of you, what, whatever it is that the Lord has gathered all around you, I believe that before we end this message this morning, that I believe this is deliverance day for somebody in this room and somebody watching on the live stream. I, I, I made a mistake when I introduced this message. I told you that I prayed over every seat, but then I went to the cameras that I could reach, and I, I laid hands on those cameras, and I said, God, wherever seat they're sitting in, I pray that you would fill them in the fullness. And, and listen, whether you're in the room or you're here watching on live stream this morning, I believe this is breakthrough day for somebody. I, you've been held up, and you've been held back, and you've been dealing with issues after issues, stronghold after stronghold. People have been putting thing after thing all around you, and you feel fenced in and locked in. Good news, good news. Today, the stronghold will not stop you. Why don't you just find somebody close to you, slap them with an air five or an elbow, and let's tell them, say, listen, that stronghold is not going to stop you today. Somebody say amen. Now, now, but for the sake of the introduction, let me just put you in context today that David has now come against the Jebusites, and we're in verse number six now, that David has come against the Jebusites, and listen, the Jebusites by nature were ruthless warriors. They, they did not play games. They were the elite of the elite. They were the dirtiest of the dirty, that, that they, they didn't believe in natural warfare. They didn't believe in playing fair in warfare, but they believed issue after issue that they were going to do whatever it took to win the battle. Now, there are 12 tribes in Israel, and we know them to be separated by the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And, and I want you to understand today that, that the, it was the 12 tribes of Israel, but they were divided. They were divided because there was a northern kingdom and there was a southern kingdom. The northern kingdom found its capital in Samaria. The southern kingdom found its capital in Hebron, and that's where David would have begun to rule. Listen, the promise of God was that they would have the entire nation of Israel, yet they were divided in their approach because one people had an opinion to do one thing, and another people had another opinion to do another thing. I will just remind you what Jesus said, that a house divided against itself will never be able to stand. And I need you to understand, that's why mom and dad, you got to be on the same page. That's, that's why children, you got to be on the same page with mom and dad. They're not there to be your friends. They're there to be your parents. Hallelujah. And listen, if you didn't purchase that room, then there ain't nothing you can hide in that room that they don't have access to. Somebody say amen. Because a house divided against itself will never be able to stand. And little by little and over and over again, you begin to see the degrees of separation that happens between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Listen, for four years there was division and David knew it. He recognized that there was division over and over again. And the northern kingdom, which had the capital city of Samaria, was, was in conflict with the southern kingdom that was had the, the, um, the capital city of Hebron. And right there in the middle was this thing called Jerusalem. Now, we know it to be Jerusalem. They called it um, in that time the Jebusite. And uh, the Jebu, and, and they believed that right there it was what was considered the demilitarized zone in the city that we know as Jerusalem. Uh, some of you are trying to figure out where I'm going. Let me tell you where we're going today. It's going down. Come on, it's about to go down today. And, and here we are in the demilitarized zone called Jerusalem, and David has decided that it is now time for them to come up and bring the northern and the southern kingdom together because David's promise was not partial promise. It was not the intent of David to have half of what God had for him. And I believe there are many of us that settle with half of what God has for us, not all of what God has for us. As long as I can have most of it, I will be satisfied. But listen, I'm here today to prophesy to somebody who is not satisfied with good enough. Good enough is not good enough, that, that you should be content and you should be satisfied. But you know on the inside, you have not seen the fullness of the promise of the Lord over your life. Listen, I appreciate the fact that good enough is good enough for some people, but I got news for you today. I don't want to die with partial obedience. I, I don't want to die with partial blessings. I, I don't want to die with partial blessings and promises. I want to see the fullness that I will see the fullness of the goodness of Lord, the Lord even in the land of the living. Anybody with me today? 
It was in this city of the Jebusites, this demilitarized zone called Jerusalem, that, that listen, that his adversary, his enemy, the Jebusites, had built a stronghold in this area. They were high and they were lifted and they built a stronghold, watch this, so that they could have the vantage point from every angle and from every level that was based upon the stronghold. I need you to understand something today, that every place you allow your enemy to put a stronghold in your life, they have an advantage over you because they can see things and see you coming in directions that you can't see. But I believe that before this time is over with in this sermon, in this service, that God is going to flip the script and what was a stronghold for you is about to be a stronghold for you against the adversary that has come against you. Somebody say amen this morning. Uh, Strongholds, strongholds. I, I need you to understand what this word means. And in the Hebrew, the, the word is masud. And, and listen, this word stronghold right here, it means, watch this, a net. A stronghold is a snare. A stronghold is literally a strong place of defense. Watch this. It is a place where you can hold someone up and keep them from their promises and or you can hold someone back to allow them not to move forward. And I believe that some of us, this final definition is being preyed upon by the stronghold that we have allowed to remain in our lives. And hear me today. I came this morning to confront the stronghold. I, I came this morning to weaponize you with the stronghold that has been laid against you. So let me break down stronghold just for a minute. You must understand that a spiritual stronghold stronghold needs to remain hidden for it to be effective. Uh, that, that a stronghold must remain hidden in order for it to be effective. And, and so many of you are fighting things you don't even know you're fighting. And some of you are going through things you didn't even know that was a stronghold in your life. And, and most of us are playing and we're petting things that we don't realize are being built up around us to keep us back, to ensnare us, to have a strong place, uh, to be defended against God's promise over our life. And here we are being held up and held back and being preyed upon because the adversary has built a spiritual stronghold that is hidden. And listen, it is most effective when it is hidden in places of darkness. Hear me today that your spiritual enemy, the devil, he desires to keep his existence a secret. It is his intent to keep his stronghold a hidden secret in your house. That as long as he can keep it, the stronghold in your mind, and it doesn't manifest in a way that you could get caught. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today, are you? Nah. Because, listen, as long as you don't get caught, he can still have authority. But here's what I found for people who really like their strongholds, that we don't really repent. We just apologize for getting caught. I need you to understand today that forgiveness is not I'm sorry, that repentance is not I'm sorry. Repentance is I'm done with that old lifestyle. I, I'm tired of being ensnared by that thing. I, I'm tired of being caught by that thing. I'm, trying, I'm tired of being held back and held up from the promises of God, and I'm tired tired of being preyed upon. Hear me. Satan can continue to harm you from this place of concealment. And you must understand that it may be that your stronghold is now locked in your kids. That one of the reasons why your marriage can't move forward is because you've allowed the building blocks of that stronghold to remain in your personal life. And listen, that's why hell only has a gate. Hear me today. That the reason why the gates of hell that Jesus said will not prevail is because gates do not move. That once he builds a stronghold, he allows a gate of hell to be wrapped around us. And that's why you and I must take our authority today and say this stronghold will not hold me. This stronghold will not stop me. And these gates will not prevail over me. Somebody give God praise this morning. But I must warn you, I must warn you that the stronghold, just like what you saw with our interns this morning, as they build it, they, the stronghold is built block by block. He, he doesn't come drop down concrete and build a wall overnight. It's built block by block. The Bible describes these blocks as stumbling blocks. And, and I need you to hear me today that the stumbling blocks are the building blocks to the strongholds. That the stumbling blocks are the building blocks of your strongholds. Listen, what are you saying to me, Pastor? I'm saying there are things that you have been tripping on 
There are things that you have been tripping on that you didn't realize you have allowed to remain. And the only way you're ever going to get free is to stop tiptoeing around the thing that's fortified around you. Listen, listen, at some point you and I have got to begin to deal harshly with sin. At some point you and I have got to stop tiptoeing around bitterness and resentment. At some point you and I have got to stop tiptoeing around rejection and church hurt because these stumbling blocks... These stumbling blocks are the building blocks to the stronghold. Listen, ain't nobody upset about the church hurts you're going through more than you. At some point, you got to forgive. Watch this, because forgiveness doesn't let them off the hook. It lets you off of theirs. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is what I love about the season that we're in with, with uh, Emily's Bible study on Friday nights with the women. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, on Friday mornings with the women. They're, they're going through the book, the book study by John Brevere called The Bait of Satan because most of us have a stumbling block of offense. Listen. Oh, God, have mercy. Can I preach on it for a second? Man, listen to me today. If your mama has always been the way she's been, why are you offended at her being the way she's always been? You should, it should no longer surprise you when they act like they always acted. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? At some point, because watch this, that offense will begin, come in you. Watch this. And an offense will become a fence that will build a fortress in your life. You will be ensnared by the thing you're mad about. Did you hear what I said this morning? You will become trapped by the thing you can't stand in somebody else. Because offense will become offense, and then it will become your own fortress. These stumbling blocks become building blocks to strongholds. It's amazing to me in the body of Christ today to watch people have an experience with God but not enough power to break free. It's because we're asking God, watch this, not to fit in a box but to fit in our stronghold. But I got good news this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For the weapons of our warfare. Hear me, they are not carnal, but they are mighty for one purpose. For the pulling down of strongholds. Listen, I want you to understand that God's plan is to demolish strongholds. That the plan of God for your life is so that you do not have a stronghold. The reason why he gave you this text is to let you know that you cannot win a spiritual battle with flesh weapons. I need you to understand that he has weaponized you with spiritual weapons that if you will utilize them in a way that they're meant to be used, watch this, God's plan is for you to demolish the strongholds. Look at the text in verse 5. For the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into every thought, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Notice what he says. That over and over again, you're going to have things to contend with who God really is in your life. That the reason he gave you weapons is so that you can defend and break down the areas where the enemy tries to put in, watch this, imaginations. It is amazing to me how many people can imagine the worst thing, yet they have the foundational truth of God as the thing that heaven and earth can pass away but will remain. And let me stop here long enough to help a pastor in Nashville, Tennessee. I want to remind you, you need to understand that in the beginning was this word. And this word was God. And it was with God. And it was God from the beginning. This word, heaven and earth will pass away. But this word will remain. This word here that you say is debatable, this word is a lamp unto our feet. And it is a light unto our path. This word that you think is optional, listen, I need you to understand that this 
this word cannot return unto him void, but accomplish that in which he sends it to do. I know you think it's a, not a big deal, but I need you to understand, there's so much power in this word that God can send this word and even heal our diseases. I, I need you to understand that on the one word that he gave Peter, he walked on the water. I need you to understand there's power in the word of the Lord because every other man, including you, sir, may be a liar, but God's word will be true. And I need you to understand that it is an imagination for you to think that God's word is not true. This is the divinely inspired, spirit-breathed word of the living God, and that is an imagination. And I'm not here to argue with you, and I'm not here to tell you that I'm more important or more educated or more intellectual, but I have had an experience with the power behind this word that you can't out-philosophize me. You can't intellectualize this thing and bring it out. I've had an experience in the greatest depths of my day, in the darkest seasons of my life. The only thing I could hold on to was the fact that there was a word. When we put my daddy in the ground just a few months ago, it was a reminder that we will not all sleep, but in the moment, in a twinkling of an eye, that which corruptible shall put on incorruptible. That which it, oh God have mercy, it is found in the power of his word. His word is leading me. His word is guiding me. And this is a weapon that has been formed against me. So we pull down imaginations today. We pull down arguments today. We pull down lofty things today. Because watch this. Every imagination, every argument, every high thing, every thought, they are all lies that are being sold by our enemy. Hear me today. And the, that lie is the mortar holding your stronghold together. You didn't hear what I said. That the lies of the enemy is the mortar. It is the cement that is being layered block upon block that's holding this all together. And here's the Jebusites that are being in a high stronghold and they're overlooking the adversaries. And now they begin to mock David and the mighty men that have come with David. But I love this. In spite of all of this stuff going on, look at verse 7. Nevertheless, anybody got a nevertheless this morning? Uh, Nevertheless, David took the stronghold. And I heard the Lord say Friday morning that it's time for you to stop taking it and start taking it. That it's time for you to stop taking it. It's time for you to stop putting up with it. It's time for you to stop tiptoeing around it. It's time for you to stop pretending that it doesn't exist. Stop taking it and take it for the kingdom of heaven. Suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. How many Jericho marches are you going to be in? How many times are you going to get in a Jericho line year after year, month after month, week after week, day after day, conference after conference, revival after revival? You've Jericho marched long enough. At some time, at some point, this wall's got to fall. At some time, this wall's got to fall, and this stronghold's got to be broken in the name of Jesus. Uh, he took the stronghold. And I'm afraid some of us are misinterpreting scripture. He didn't put up with it. He took it. Verse 8. The taunts of the Jebusites, the adversary of the men of God. He says, let me tell you something, boys. That here's these blind and lame men that will never be able to take this stronghold. Huh. Even to this day, Jewish rabbis will quote the blind and the lame three times, even in their prayers. Because there is a reminder to them of the mockery they had to go through with their forefathers. He called them blind and lame because he was making a mockery of their forefather, Isaac and Jacob. 
Remember, Jacob was so blind that he couldn't see the difference. And, and he blessed. He blessed the wrong son. Do you remember this? He blessed. The, there was a blessing attached to the wrong son because of what Abraham was, was doing, trying to bless Jacob and Esau. And, and, and I need you to hear me today that, that he's making a mockery of his inability to see. What the enemy was saying, watch this, was same thing, I'm sorry, with Isaac. He was saying that, that Abraham couldn't see, that Isaac couldn't see the difference between Jacob and Esau, so he's blessing them. And, and then Jacob wrestles with God in such a way that he carries a limp. And so here's Isaac, a blind man that is the forefather of their family. And, and here's Jacob, a, a, a disabled man, a man that had a limp all, all the days of his life. And what the enemy was saying is that you came from disability and you will continue that disability. You will perpetuate that disability because you are never going to be any better than that disability. What the enemy was saying to the sons of, of the redeemed, the sons of promise was this, watch. He's saying, you will never overcome this stronghold. You will never get beyond this. You might get victory for a day. You might get victory for a moment. You may feel good at the end of this service, but at the end of the day, this stronghold will still be standing. But I will remind you that the Bible says, this word of God that is infallible says that Satan is a liar, and he is full of lies. And Jesus said that the truth is not in him. And that ought to be good news for somebody who's been hearing the taunts of the enemy. That everything that the enemy says against you, the opposite is really to be true. I am what God says I am. I can have what God says I can have. And I can walk in what God has decreed I can walk in. What the Jebusites did is they put on the strongholds. Watch this. All around the strongholds, they stuffed men to look. They, they, were, they were dummies. They were, they were stuffed. They looked like the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. They were all full of stuffing and, and straw. And he would put them in a uniform all around the tops. The Jebusites put them in uniforms all around the tops of the stronghold. And they would light, they would light a torch beside that particular person to make them think that the stronghold was fully stocked with enemies that would destroy them. But the good news is, hear me now, that the good news is it was all just a bluff. That they didn't have enough power in the enemy to truly be able to even fight. And the Bible says, I, I preached this a few uh, last year sometime, so I'm not going to mess with the gutter. But they came down through the gutter, and they climbed up the gutter. And by the time they got into where the stronghold was, they realized it was all a bluff, and the ones that were there ran and hid because the men of God, the men of promise said, I'm not going to allow your intimidation and this illusion to be the thing that keeps me from my promise. Listen, it was all an illusion that delusion warriors for decades. But there finally stood up a man that said, I am not going to allow this illusion to stop me. What's mine is mine because God has decreed it. And if God be for me, if God be for me, everybody else might as well be. And Dave, listen, David did not raise a sword. All they did was they began to climb. And I'm here today to tell somebody, you don't have to get a sword, you don't have to get a gun, you don't have to get a crossbow, you don't have to get a military army, all you got to do is climb. You got to get tired of living on the level you're at and say, I'm getting ready to go to the next level. I'm not sure what the next level is, but I know I can't stay here anymore. I can't stay in this debt. I can't stay in this depression. I can't stay in this anxiety. I can't stay in this fear of man. I can't. I got to climb. I got to get higher and higher. Listen to me. The lie was bigger than the battle. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said today. That if he, when David decided to overcome the lie, the battle was over with at the same time. And I'm here today to prophesy to somebody who's been believing the lie. I promise you, the lie is bigger than the battle. If you'll defeat the lie over your life, if you'll defeat the lie over your house, if you'll defeat the lie over your health, I'm here today to tell you that the lie is bigger than the battle. Watch this, because the enemy cannot keep me from my promise. Only I can do that. Only 
Only I can keep me from my promise. Only my belief in the lie can keep me from the promise that God has decreed over me. But today, come on band, today, the Lord just told me to tell somebody, if you'll attack the lie, the stronghold will fall. You didn't hear what I said. If you will attack the lie, it's the thing holding the whole thing together. And if you will attack the lie, the stronghold will fall. The, 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 the stronghold will fall if you will attack the lie. Well, Pastor, how do I attack the lie? I'm so glad you asked me. Let's deal with the lie of sickness. How do I attack the lie? I attack the lie with truth. And if I will attack the lie with truth, the stronghold will. Hmm. Isaiah 53 verse 5. For he was wounded for my transgressions. And he was bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, I am. Uh, maybe you were told you were a mistake for your mom and dad. Maybe you were told that they wish you had never really been born, that, that if they could do it all over again, they would not allow you. Listen, I understand all of that, but you got to remember, I must attack the lie because before I was even a twinkle in my daddy's eye, God had already decided that I was to be who he has decreed me to be. So in order for me to remove that stronghold off my life, I have to attack the lie with Jeremiah 1.5, before you were formed in your mother's womb I had already maybe you've been rejected and I'll just remind you that according to 1 Peter chapter 2 that he chose you as his own precious possession maybe you're addicted today and I need you to hear me in 1 Corinthians 10 13 he provided a way of escape for every single temptation that was brought to you maybe you have take the lie of anxiety 2 Timothy 1 7 hear me for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Uh, uh, maybe you're dealing with sin today, but God demonstrated his love that while we were yet sinners, he died. Uh, maybe you're dealing with bitterness. Psalm 51 verse 10, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Maybe you've been offended. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive. We throw the Word of God. Maybe I didn't name your stronghold. Well, let me give you one. You ready? We find it in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 9 that he's been given a name that is, a, that is above every name, that at that name every knee should bow, both in heaven and on earth and the things under the earth. What are you saying? I don't care what your stronghold is. You got a J. You got an E. You got an S. You got a And you got an S. Somebody! Give God praise in the place today. Yay! 
is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Somebody gotta fight it on this watch it on live stream and you find yourself up under attack constantly hitting a wall constantly hitting a wall I want you to shift out from where you are into an area where you can get free come on I want you to move right now you find yourself under attack you're constantly struggling with this issue after issue after issue I believe that the word of the Lord has come to you today to break that off of your life I don't know who I'm here help me prayer team prayer team help me elders I believe that there is a praise that there is a prayer that there is a word on the inside of you that will tear down the adversary's plan that is against you somebody give God a war cry praise should not have to go through. I want a spirit of an intercession to get up in your belly this morning. And I want you to pull down that stronghold. I, I want you to take captive every imagination and every thought. We come into agreement right now in the name of Jesus. This is how I fight my
I just, it may not go this way in the 11 o'clock, and I'm okay with it. But I just feel my overwhelming sense of intercession in this moment for people that are not in this room. For people that are tied to you. I just feel that, I just feel that. I feel sons, and I feel the weight of sons and daughters. I, I, I just, I feel a heart weight this morning is what I feel. I feel a heart weight. And this morning, listen, if you're in the beloved and you, you know what victory is, you know what freedom feels like, today I want you to get that loved one on your mind. Maybe it's not a child. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's not a parent or a child. It's a sibling. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it is a, I don't know what it is, but I feel the spirit of intercession in this moment. And I want us for the next just a couple of minutes, I want us to attack the lie that has been spewed over them right now. They are not bound. They are not addicted. They are not broken. They are not damaged goods. They are not hopeless. They are not turned over to a reprobate mind. They have not gone so far they have not been so indoctrinated. They have not been so intellectualized. They have not become so educated that an experience with a living God can't overcome, undo, turn around, and make new in the name of Jesus. I want every intercessor. You got somebody on your heart right now. I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them right here moment we attack the lie over them oh God we attack the lie they are not angry they are not full of hatred they are not full of animosity they are not full of bitterness we attack the lie we attack the lie of perversion Jesus. We attack the lie of perversion in the name of Jesus. We attack the lie of abuse. 
in the name of Jesus. Somebody throw the name of Jesus at that situation right now. Throw the name of Jesus at that situation. Don't use it in vain. Weaponize it. We hurl the name at that situation. We hurl the truth at that lie in the name of Jesus. Forgive me, cute church doesn't get this wall down. Cute church doesn't bring down strongholds. Somebody needs to give God an ugly praise right now. Somebody needs to go stomping on the head of the enemy. Listen, I determined when I got here at 6.30 this morning that I was not leaving this church until every block fell. And it is amazing to me the two, the two pools I feel. I feel resistance and I feel breakthrough. 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 I'm not stopping until I feel breakthrough and then breakthrough. Breakthrough and then breakthrough. Breakthrough and then breakthrough. I'm going after your children. I'm going after your loved ones. And if you want to allow the enemy to stay, you can allow him to stay. But I prophesy freedom in the name of Jesus. I, I decree and I declare Every wall falls. Till every wall falls. Until depression can't stay in your child's bedroom anymore. Until you have to throw out the prescription for anxiety medication. Oh God, I pray that you would ruin the taste of alcohol. I pray that you would ruin the taste of alcohol. I pray you would let it make them sick. I pray 
that you will harden their veins that the needle can't penetrate. For every daughter working the street, don't let her find a John. Don't let her find a man that will let her be such a shroud of glory around her that perversion can't even see her anymore, oh God. you to pray if you're a praiser I want you to praise if you're a silent intercession person just silently intercede right now if you can pray in English pray in English if you can pray in another language pray in another language if you can pray in a heavenly language, pray in a heavenly language. I want to overwhelm our adversary. I want to confront him on every side. I want to absolutely destroy the lies over our loved ones. Listen, I feel prompted. I feel prompted of the Spirit. Just bow your heads. Bow your heads. Just hear, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Just heard the Lord. Guard your foot against the snare. Guard the foot, guard your foot against the tip, the, the stumbling block that has been laid before you. Felt a warning from the Lord. Just right in this moment, I just felt the warning of the Lord. Do not pet 
stumbling block in front of you. It's got your mind, it's got your affections. You feel yourself being drawn away. Just feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit in this moment. Deal harshly with those emotions and those feelings. Just hear, hear the word, hear the word of the Lord. I felt a warning in my spirit for you to deal harshly with those affections. Uh-huh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The word is not affections, it's infatuation. That infatuation that is turning into fantasy. Hear the word of the Lord. Find yourself even laying impurity and allow in, in, infatuations to taint. And, and I can't limit it to just the marriage bed. I also hear young men, young women. Deal harshly with the stumbling block that's laid before you. It's a snare of the enemy. It is nothing to be trifled with. God, Lord, thank you, Lord. And I heard the Lord say, for some, it's a familiar spirit. The enemy has come back to see if that place that has been purged is full. And if it's empty, he'll bring seven more stronger. I heard the Lord say, seven times the damage would be done. Deal harshly with this stumbling block of infatuation. Father, we repent right now. We repent right now. Create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us, oh God. Purify our minds. Purify our minds. Let us take on the mind of Christ. God, have mercy. Rekindle a fire and desire to remain pure before you, O oh God. Let us not walk back into the prisons you set us free from. Let us not walk back to the chains you broke off of us. We come against and rebuke the familiar spirits. We come against the complacent spirits. Father, I drill, oh God, I drill down to the child. I, I'm going after children now. The broken little child, the boy, the girl in you. That, that resentment, that rejection, that abandonment that has perpetuated a foundation of strongholds. Today, in the name of Jesus, let it be broken. If it has to be broken through forgiveness, we, we release forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. We, we let them free. We set them free. So we set us free. Oh, God, right now in the name of, we don't choke it down like bondage, like vomit. We don't choke it down. As a dog, return it to its vomit. God, we, we don't return to it. We release it. We purge us, oh, God. Clean us, oh, God. Clean us, oh, God. Right now, right now, for every hurt, wounded person that has been wounded because of church, God, right now in the name of Jesus, we pray for the healing balm of Gilead to come right now with salve and wipe over that wound. Let healing come in the name of Jesus. There is places of purity. There are men and women of integrity. There are people who actually love Jesus and believe him to be true. There are people that you can count on. There are people that you can trust. There are people, and they may not be your color. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. They may not be your creed, but they are. They are the beloved, washed in the blood of Jesus, redeemed just like you. So we let it go right now in the name of Jesus. We forgive quickly according to Scripture. We release it now. We release it now. We release it now. I come against the spirit of offense right now. 
We come against the spirit of offense right now. We uproot the root of bitterness right now. We come against it. We let them go. We let them, we let them be free to be them. We throw up the shield of our faith against the fiery dart of offense in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's all yours. It's all yours. It's all yours. Come on, just slip up those hands and just worship the king right here. Just worship him. Just worship him. Somebody's taking new territory, but it's not yours, it's his. Come on, you're stepping into a new day, but it's not your day, it's his day. It's the day he's made. Come on. Come on, he broke that stronghold so he could become the stronghold for you. Oh, we love you, Lord. All the glory is yours. All the glory is yours. All the glory is yours. prayer and then I'm done Father awaken a desire for your word in us again we know that our adversary has fiery darts we'll let flaming swords come out of our mouth for your word is able to separate bone from marrow it can do flesh things though it is a spiritual weapon. Today, God, make us men and women of the word again. Father, let the foundation of our lives be steadfast because we're standing on your word. Your word about every situation. You have the final word. Father, I pray for my fellow pastor in Tennessee that the flame of your word would be awakened in him again that would burn up the lies of the enemy to deceive. Father, let him have an encounter with you in such a way that you light his path with the lamp of God, the word of God. Father, let us be men and women who walk according to your decrees. We ask it in Jesus' name. Somebody who loved the Lord, just say amen. So glad you're in the house of the Lord today. I don't know who's doing the offering. Is that Miles? Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. I, I felt borderline sacrilegious throwing these words. But it did so much damage, I think the Lord was like, go ahead with your bad self. But I pray what you saw in the natural you begin to fling and operate in the spiritual. You know you don't have to receive everything thrown at you. But you can also swing back. Come on, and that's what this is about. This is about the men and women of God getting in your fatigues, getting out of your comfy slippers and getting on the boots of the gospel of peace.
take a few shots yourself. Amen. Amen. Love you today. Come on, son. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise for the word this morning?